time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Widespread wet snow is expected to delay spring seeding and harvest wrap-up in many parts of southern Saskatchewan. APAS President Todd Lewis farms southeast of Regina and estimates he had two to four inches of snow. He says the snow is not welcome. Not good. <laughs> we uh, certainly it's not a, a welcome uh, this late in April and so on. And they call it two inches, but boy, I I think at our place south of Regina, there, you know, I would think we we probably have maybe closer to three or four inches because, you know, certainly the east-west roads and so on this morning I was out driving and the east-west roads have quite a bit of snow accumulated on them and so on. So obviously two inches is a conservative estimate in some places, that's for sure. Is it a big concern because it delays harvest and spring seeding? Well, I mean, certainly the fellows uh, that have crop out, I know uh, certainly on the uh, west side of the province, it's a pretty tough scenario. They've had snow uh, in the storm uh, a week ago and 10 days ago now, some right up against the Alberta border and into Alberta and up against the Lloyd Minister area and North Battleford area. It was up to, up to a foot of snow then. So, you know, a lot of those guys won't have, their harvest won't happen until maybe June or July now. It's so uh, so much uh, crop cover there. It's so wet and down that uh, the ground just isn't drying out. So it's a pretty serious scenario in those farms. And, you know, not only do you have no crop out from last year, you won't have an opportunity to, uh, you know, make back some money and you can't seed it this year. So... It's not a good scenario at all. Is it a concern about spring seeding too? Well, certainly. I mean, we're all, it's uh, it's pretty hard to say this isn't going to set it back a week. Most fellows like to see May 1st as uh, kind of a general uh, starting point. And uh, I think we're, a lot of areas are going to have a hard time seeing uh, air seeders going by, uh, you know, the 1st of May this year with this. And the forecast, I mean, it sounds a little bit of sun and so on, but certainly uh, freezing temperatures every night. And, and you know, we uh, need the soil to warm up as well. So we're going to be a little bit delayed, that's for sure. You see it uh, delaying seeding about a week, so you see seeding start sometime first or second week of May? Yeah, I mean, we'll be into the, certainly after the first of May now, I think in most areas now, and and uh, I think the snow as it goes east, I think, I'm not sure the Yorkton area and so on haven't heard any totals out there, but uh, certainly in Manitoba they're talking about snowfall, snowfall warning, so hopefully uh, that'll miss most of the producers in Saskatchewan, but the big part, of course, now is going to be the next rainfall. How soon is it going to come if we would ever happen to get a, a significant amount of rain in the next 10 days? Then it will get to be a pretty serious situation for timing. Will it to downgrade the crop that's left in the field, or is it already like it, it went over winter already? Yeah, I don't know that what's left and everything else. I really haven't heard many reports of. It's certainly not going to help it, but I don't know if it can. Much more damage can be done. I think from the few reports I've heard. It hasn't been very many good stories that I've heard about crop quality and so on. And certainly uh, the mice and voles have had their go on a lot of the crop, and there's been lots of damage there from rodents. And so it's not a good situation at all. Is there a silver lining? Does it benefit soil moisture? Well, I, I think it would if you were dry, but, you know, I don't think there's many areas in Saskatchewan that are reporting dry conditions. I think we were nicely drying up and so on. So, no, I think we don't need much moisture now until uh, 1st June if we could hold it off. Changing the subject now, what's your reaction to Donald Trump's attacks last week on NAFTA and the dairy industry? Well, you know, I think, you know, they always say he's a negotiator, and if that's part of the negotiating process, it's a, it's a difficult, you know, he's make statements, and you're not really sure what the end game is and everything else. I think certainly the some of the things that were said aren't entirely truthful uh, as they point towards the Canadian industry, and hopefully the facts will prevail and not just hearsay and uh, his opinion, and, you know, the countries are 
are vastly different as how uh, agriculture is supported. And, you know, Canada has some unique qualities in their management of agriculture, and certainly the states has lots of unique qualities for theirs. The Farm Bill uh, puts billions of dollars towards U.S. agriculture, and, and uh, we don't get near the money out of the federal government as American farmers do. And that's the way they do business down here. And, and uh, some of our products up here are managed differently than, than they are in the states. So, so it's just uh, it's give and take, and that's what trade agreements are about. Todd Lewis Farms at Gray, southeast of Regina. Soil Conservation Council of Canada is highlighting the environmental benefits from good soil health. Wasika area farmer Tim Nurbus is the vice chair of the Soil Conservation Council. He says good farming practices can store carbon in the soil. Nurbus adds agriculture can help Canada meet carbon emission targets under various international agreements. We can store it not just in the surface, but we know that uh, we're able to store carbon even deeper into the soil profile, which improves soil health, as well as we can provide a short-term solution in terms of uh, Canada meeting some commitments for the amount of carbon uh, that it uh, is releasing each year. And so agriculture can play a very significant role in terms of uh, meeting uh, certain agreements. Nerba says reducing or eliminating tillage as well as continuous cropping is helping to build carbon reserves in the soil. We extend crop rotations, make them as diversified as possible, and even uh, including forages, although in uh, kind of our typical grain uh, system, including forages is often uh, not uh, as easy to do, but having plants that uh, can utilize nutrients as well as water, you know, as many days of the year, definitely play a significant role in terms of uh, providing a benefit for soil health. The Soil Conservation Council is encouraging farmers to conduct their own experiment to evaluate the microbial health of their soil. It's called the Soil Your Undies campaign. It is farmers bearing a pair of cotton undergarments in the soil to see how the material decomposes over a period of months. If we bury several pairs of cotton underwear in uh, some fields, uh, some that we feel uh, are, this is a very uh, healthy soil, and maybe plant some in some that uh, maybe uh, hasn't been uh, uh, looked after so well, it provides us with that opportunity to, uh, over a, a certain time frame, uh, whether it's, say, two, four, or five months, we come back and dig that underwear up, and the less underwear that exists shows that uh, we've got a very diversified uh, microbial population, breaking down plant material and uh, providing those nutrients for our growing crop. The idea has even captured the imagination of the corporate sector. Underwear maker Stanfield is a sponsor of the Soil Your Undies campaign. Morris Industries is getting a repayable contribution of $3.45 million from federal Western Economic Diversification to commercialize advanced manufacturing technology. The company manufactures a wide variety of air seeders, drills and carts, packers, harrows and bale handling equipment. The Morris Corporate Head Office and Training Center is located in Saskatoon with production facilities in Yorkton and Minnedosa, Manitoba. Ben Voss is the president of Morris Industries. He says the company is making an investment equal to the WDM funding. We're willing to take some risk. We're co-investing. You know, this isn't a grant. This is a repayable contribution. So we, we have to pay this back as we generate returns from the activities. But Morris had to step up and demonstrate it was putting money on the table for this too. 
While not going into specific details, Voss discusses some of the innovations being developed by Morris. Energy efficiency is a big driver, so farmers are asking for, you know, how can I seed as many acres as possible but not have as much power and fuel consumption. Seeding depth is important, so the, being able to seed in a flexibility, a wider range of depth is really important. So that requires more strength, more power, but they want the added efficiency. They want it to last longer. They want it to be more durable. They don't want it to break down. They're covering acres on a 24-7 basis now. You know, we've got farmers in Australia that are covering 20,000 hectares uh, in a season. It's amazing. That's like what we would do in Western Canada in 10 years. And they expect it to last and never break down. So, you know, we have to build in some advanced engineering into that. Then together with that, it's just we have to be able to build things differently. And we needed this technology to do it. Depending on production demands, Morris Industries has between 200 and 300 employees. Start the market updates on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose $5.30 at 5.10.80. Oats went down 68 cents at 156.65. Number one red spring wheat fell 86 cents at 229.30. The rest were unchanged. Durham 267.46. Feed barley 122.03. Flax 479.02. Yellow peas $321. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was down 5 cents at 521 and a half. The Livestock Report on the Source 620 CKRM. And now the latest Livestock Report. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards in a higher cow market week. Last week, the kill cows top at one nineteen fifty, average a dollar five straight through. The kill bulls top at one thirty nine fifty, a lot of bulls one twenty to one twenty five. Feeder sale on Thursday, eleven hundred and fifty, and yes, it is indeed higher. Six ninety three, the average weight thirteen hundred and five dollars per head, or seventy four dollars a head higher than the same sale a year ago. A load of eight hundred and eight pound black steers, one eighty six seventy five. They trade to one eighty seven seventy five. The seven forty weight cattle, one ninety seven seventy five to two o two and a quarter. Six seventy weight steers, two sixteen to seventeen. Right at six hundred pounds, two nineteen seventy five. To 22375. Right at five, that goes high is 248. Nine weight heifers, 162. The 830 weight heifers trade from 165.75 to 170.75. Here's an exceptional set of red breeding heifers from Empey's, weigh 830, bring 201 per pound. The seven and a quarter to 750 weight heifers, 174 to 176. The 670 weight heifers to 700 pounds bring 181 to 189.75. Right at 600 pounds, 189.75 to $2 per pound. The 540 weight heifers, lots of them in the run, 202.75 to 203.75. Bull sales the Friday, the Lions Red Angus Bulls average 67.50. Wild Creek Black Bulls on Saturday average 63.50. Both sales sell all the cattle they had in the sale. That's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 140 to 142 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 heads, selling in a range of 139 to 141 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, April 21st are SIG 3, 135.28, SIG 4, 151.43, SIG 5, 143.36, 
Cash, 141.86, Britco, 138.79, Thunder Creek, 147.85, and High Life, 149.06. Ham's marketing cash hog market today was down 91 cents per CKG, while fixed forward prices compared to Friday opened mixed this morning. Today's Canadian dollar is down with the noon exchange rate at 1.3516. Coming up, the farm